like the people that I follow are people that I genuinely like and I followed for a reason like I followed them because like I like their content I like who they are like what they're putting out in the world like so of course to me like it makes sense that if they were to say like hey xyz product is really great I'm gonna like I'm gonna trust them the same as I would if like you were to tell me outside of social media like hey I went here you should try it I would be like okay cool like I'm gonna try it it's like I don't know why people are so hung up on this whole like oh like influencers and they're selling stuff I'm like everybody's selling something though like are you not like I'm so confused as to like why this is such like a negative it has this like negative vibe to it Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 110 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I hope everybody is having a lovely Tuesday and hopefully getting outside, maybe a little social distancing patio situation. Um, I feel like it's been a pretty heavy couple weeks, um, depending on when you're listening to this, but I think we have seen the power of social media, we've seen the power of community and people, which is really great to see, but obviously there's a lot of work to do when it comes to racism and how the world works, I guess, and how people see other people. And I did the episode, my last episode was with Maria, so if you want more information of how you should be using social media, how you should be posting. Um, Marie and I did a great, powerful conversation about that. It was on June 4th. So just a little time context for you, depending on when you're listening to this episode, because things are quickly evolving. So just to put that into context, but it's definitely a good episode to listen to. However, today is Sanya on the podcast and we recorded this actually before COVID. So also keep that in mind while listening. Um, She is the founder of Vosity, which is an online store curating non-toxic, organic, and cruelty-free beauty and wellness products. She shares the evolution of her business, Vosity, and why and how she started her own skincare line, which we, we didn't quite talk about in the first Uh, episode that we did she was just working on it so um, we get to hear a lot more about that and how that has been we talk about the lessons she's learned along the way and why hiring part-time help has allowed her to scale and grow her business we talk about social media for small businesses the best practices and why consistency is so important all things that I think we all know but you always need to hear them again and be reminded why it's so important we discuss the value of influencer marketing and how to properly properly execute as a small business Sanya gives her advice for small business owners on using social media, influencer marketing, and overall business tips. This is a great episode to listen to. I love chatting with Sanya. She will definitely be back on more episodes, but let's just jump into it. Here is Sanya. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I'm not sure why you invited me at this point. Sorry. I mean, I thought it was about time. Sanya was episode number two on Poolside Podcast, the first guest yeah. ever. Yeah. So here we are again. Memories. It was a, it was in October of 2018. 2018? Yeah. Isn't wow. that crazy? That's amazing. Yeah. So we're back, which is why you're back, because in a year and a half, I'm sure something's happened. Yeah, like a few things, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Perfect. But that's what we're here to talk yeah. about. <laughs> so for people who don't know you, do you want to just give a quick little introduction and then give us a fun fact 
which if you would have read the questions, you could have prepared for, but you didn't. I definitely did not read the questions. So yes. putting you on the spot. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I can do a fun fact. Let me just think of it while I talk about myself. Um, okay, so I I don't I do, I mean I don't remember where I was at when we did the, our first episode together, but I have three companies now. Um, so I own Vosity, which is an online green beauty company. And then I have my own skincare line that I launched in, <clears throat> sorry, May of 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's called Ivy Skincare. Um, and I'm actually just currently working on my third product, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then I have recently also just opened up sort of like a brand management marketing company on the side. Um, I have three kids, two dogs, one husband, <laughs> <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and a fun fact about me is, oh gosh, um, a fun fact about me is that I have two dogs, but I'm more of a cat person. That's oh. just it, it. I just, I like cats. I'm not ashamed. Okay. How I'm do not your dogs ash- feel about that? I mean, they probably feel okay about it. Cause I like literally baby them and let them do whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just, I'm sorry. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it enough <laughs> with the cat hate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a cat person, so. <laughs> no, you're not. I remember yeah. you saying that. This podcast might be over. I'm so sorry. But you know what? Again, I'm not ashamed of my cat love. It's fine. I mean, you have dogs, so it's I fine. I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last time, I didn't really listen to the episode from the last time, but. We're both really prepared. Super prepared. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> but Vosity was, I think Vosity was your only company. Yes. At the time. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a little bit. So how has it evolved in the last year and a half? Um, so it's been really interesting. It's been like quite a shift. Um, since we chatted, I hired my first employee, which was super exciting. Um, I just kind of got to a point where I realized that um, my time was just better spent doing other things that I felt would propel my business forward. Um, and I needed someone to come help me. And so I hired Anita and she's been literally amazing. I just got uh, business cards done up for her that say chief beauty officer because that's basically what she is. She's a certified makeup artist. She's so knowledgeable. Um, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I remember going to see Barack Obama speak and he did this whole thing and talking about how you should never be the smartest person in the room or never like try to be. And the people that you surround yourself with should be people that can pretty much do the job that you want them to do better than you can because you should be focused on other things. And that's kind of how I went into it. And genuinely, I think Anita knows more than I do when in terms of makeup and even skincare. Um, She's got quite a lot of experience. um, And this is something she's super passionate about, which I really appreciate. And I learned so much from her and really felt like, you know, hiring her has been like such a big step in my business because I've been able to focus on other things now. And um, one of those things was we rebuilt our entire website, um, hired a new company, built it from scratch, really trying to focus on the customer experience end of it um, and just kind of give people, yeah, just give them a better experience. And um, I've been able to focus more on the education aspect of, you know, why I started Vosity, why green beauty is important, why cruelty free vegan, all that kind of stuff is important. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where Vosity's at now. A few exciting things coming up still. So just yeah, new brands brought on, and yeah, just trucking along. Oh, I hear my leather pants. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm wearing leather pants. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I just. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, this poor podcast. I am so sorry. <laughs> if you made it through 104 episodes, this is the end yeah, of this the listener. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is what. This is it. This is what ended it. <laughs> 
I promise she'll never be back on the ever, podcast. Ever. Ever. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk a little bit about hiring someone, actually, because I think a lot of people are small business owners that listen to this podcast or want to start a business. And I think even for myself, like the jump from working for yourself, but then having an employee is yeah. monstrous. So when, besides just being overwhelmed, did you decide that you should hire someone? And then where did you find her? Um, yeah, so I think it was just, sorry, um, a matter of, I just kind of was sitting there one day and my books were so behind and not because I didn't like want to do them. I just was so overwhelmed with how many things I had to do and with launching my own skincare company and the things that I was sort of passionate about. And I was like, I just can't do all of this. And um, I did Little Modern Market a few times in a few other markets. And Anita actually had helped me because we had met through mutual friends through like a photo shoot we did for like a local company. And she was just wonderful. And I knew she was looking sort of for part-time work. Um, she's got two young children. And um, and I knew I had made the right decision because I, so I have two offices. One is like an inventory office and one is like the office that I actually do my work out of. And it was just a disaster. Like it literally looked like a tornado went through it because it was just me flying through there every day, trying to get as much done as I possibly could in the small amount of time that I had and then hoping for the best. And she came in the first day and like literally was there for two hours. And I walked into the inventory room and it was so organized. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? My papers were all organized. Like she was so efficient. And I was like, this is exactly why I need someone because she's doing all these things that are really important, but that I just didn't have time for. And she just makes my job so much easier. Um, but I mean, it was hard though, like trusting someone else, especially when it's like your baby. Um, and now we've gotten to the point where like, I don't even go into the inventory room cause she has her own system and I have my system and I'm like, no, this is like your jam. And I'm just not even going to come in here. Like you just do your thing because this is like none of my business anymore. <laughs> like I can't, I can't worry about it. Like otherwise I'll just right. like totally micromanage and I and don't want to do that. she probably doesn't want you in there anyway. No, hundred so. <laughs> percent. Like, cause I would totally just mess up whatever she is doing. And, um, I just had to like learn to just like really trust her and know that she's going to do it properly. So yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, so let's talk about Ivy skincare. Mm-hmm. So when did you think it was a good idea to start a skincare line and what was the idea behind it? And then can you just take us through like that process? Yeah. So actually it's really funny because so if we did our podcast in October, the first time November is when I started everything. Um, so I just kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, I feel like I'm not being, I'm not being able, like, I'm not being creative and I'm not like giving what I can to like myself as like a creator, as an entrepreneur. And I just want to do more. And there was a few things that had happened with Blossom with one of the brands that I carry that I was like, you know what, um, I don't, I'm tired of relying on other people to be the sources of like my income in the sense of like, you know, when you retail other brands, you're really just at the mercy of, you know, their production, how fast they can ship things, how fast they can communicate. And it becomes frustrating because like you can't tell your customers like, oh, this person is on vacation and that's why I haven't gotten your, like you have to take the blame for yourself. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be accountable and responsible, then it might as well be for something that I'm really creating. And so um, I started creating my own line. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew, I knew what was missing for myself as like a millennial in the market because I'm like, okay, well, I'm not a bajillionaire and I want this specific type of product, like a vitamin C serum, but everything else in the market is like $250 and that's like too much for me to spend. And so I want to create something that like everybody can use. And so then I did. And I just like put my like head down and focused. And then 
my first um my first I guess like run of it the first generation of it was in January um I changed it there was like a few things that I just didn't like the second generation came in February and then I launched it in May um I was gonna keep tweaking it but then I was like if I do that I'm just like never ever gonna release it so yeah that's kind of how it happened and it's kind of snowballed from there so wow and what is the product for people uh, who yeah. haven't seen it so um, it's called the Infusion Serum. Um, it's a vitamin C. It's a, so it's an all-natural vitamin C, vitamin E serum. It's got um, like strawberry oil in it, chia seed oil, cherry seed oil. It's super hydrating. Um, I really I really created it around, centered around the fact that we live in Alberta and it's dry AF. So, um, and as a person with like really sensitive skin, I wanted to create something that's like not going to be harmful to other people's skin and it's not going to irritate their skin. Um, but also be at a price point that wasn't going to break the bank. So it's a $65 serum. It lasts anywhere from like three to six months, depending on how often you use it. Um, it smells amazing. It really does. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the whole purpose of it is just to be like a really nice luxury serum that doesn't have a luxury price tag on it. Right. Yeah. And it is amazing. I've tried it. I've used yeah. my whole bottle. I really actually need to find Oh, yeah, I need to get now you that more. I'm sitting here. <laughs> yeah. um, and so what did you learn from starting that because I'm sure there was a jump in learning from selling other people's products to actually having to create a product and then sell it so what were some of the biggest challenges and lessons yeah I feel like it's funny because I think on one hand it really helped me that I already had Boston and I kind of knew this you know um this sort of market as is anyway um but I feel like no amount of research is enough research like I feel like you know what you think you know you don't really know and I thought I was like okay like it's gonna be simple I'm gonna like find this lab I create this product and then you know I get the packaging and whatever but then like I didn't put enough research into like where I'm gonna source the packaging how long that's gonna take who's gonna do my graphic design you know then I got everything done and I actually had a point where I got all the boxes shipped to me and they were wrong because I missed something on them and so then I had to pay for another thousand boxes to get like redesigned and reshipped and it like pushed me back like so many weeks because I just I didn't prepare enough um so I really just feel like it's like when you're doing something of your own you have to prepare and like even when you feel like you're prepared just like over prepare because there's always going to be something that happens like full-on I know we were talking about coronavirus before but I (laughs) I'm in the process of creating another product and um I get my uh packaging from China and literally it's been such like it's obviously so difficult because I wasn't prepared for coronavirus (laughs) and so now I'm like scrambling being like where am I going to source this packaging that I had already sourced from like one factory and like where am I going to get that somewhere else for the same price like it's been this whole thing right so again it's being as prepared as possible and then like tenfold too so right yeah Yeah, that's crazy I didn't even I wouldn't even think about that but I guess the rest of the world's like state of well-being yeah, absolutely. You got to think about, yeah. And like, you know, I mean, when I first started too, um, I mean, this is going to sound so ignorant, but like, obviously there's Chinese New Year. And so I sourced my bottles from China. They were just the, you know, the best place I could find them at a really good price. Um, although the product is actually made in Canada. I just want to um, But yeah, I sourced them from China and like, I was too ignorant to the fact that like they have Chinese New Year, but they celebrate it for like, there's like a three week approximately, like, I don't know, it's like maybe just under three weeks, but like, they're basically shut down for like end of January to middle of February. And that's like something that I wasn't prepared for. And I was like, oh, well that was like right in the middle of my manufacturing process. Um, so again, it's just really being aware and educated on like where you're sourcing your stuff from, how long it's going to take. Um, and maybe I 
I probably could have done a better of like a map sort of like a, a better planned out map of like how long this is going to take you know what the process was going to be like um but I mean now I know better obviously but still now coronavirus so. right <laughs> now I'm like okay what do we do right <laughs> yeah. and at least you started with one product instead of being like I'm gonna have 10 products and then yeah. you know at least you did one at a time so now moving forward when you make them you can like compound yeah. your knowledge which I'm sure makes it easier yeah and I mean I, d- I did I'm actually really grateful for that because I really was nervous about releasing just like one single product because I was like you know what's that gonna look like it's a skincare brand and I'm just coming out with one product and I did come out with like the facial roller kind of in the middle because I wanted you know to keep the hype going and I didn't want people just to like forget you know get a serum yay it's all it's all awesome a bunch of PR and then like sorry nothing um but yeah so um, but I am happy now because like you said, like I have been able to sort of learn, you know, along the way because I'm sure it would have been really difficult if it was like 10 right. products at once. And then I was like, oh, right. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm sure lots of people have made <clears throat> that mistake. Yeah. That probably, just yeah. start too quickly. Yeah. Um, and so how then on that note, did you make your product stand out from like other facial serums? Because there's an oversaturated market for literally everything yeah and so coming out with one product how did you decide how you're gonna make it stand out and be better and people actually want to choose that one uh yeah so I really wanted I really wanted to design it so that it was sort of like a unisex look to it um you know it's black and gold which I feel like it can be on anybody's vanity it doesn't really matter um my husband uses it all the time I have a lot of like male customers um but it's funny because I think as as original as we think our designs are they're never that original um, I just kind of went off of what I saw in the market and like what I personally liked and kind of talking to other people about what they liked and what they didn't like. There's a lot of brands that I'm like, oh, their stuff is so great. And then they're like, branding just sucks. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, nobody wants to have that in their house. Like, it's just this like weird color. And so I just, I really took that into consideration. And, you know, how could I make something look luxurious, which I felt was like the matte aspect to the bottles, which I was like, it's different, you know? Um, but yeah, again, like it's never, it's never fully original. So I always kind of tell people like, you know, try and be original and try and like think of your own thing. But like, you know, someone pointed out to me that there's a brand in Ontario that has like very similar packaging to me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like that's going to happen. Like I'm not the first person that thought of black and gold. So like that's like yeah. going to happen, you know, everywhere. Um, but with that being said too, like I am constantly like changing up certain things. Like I'm actually getting like new boxes done up by a different company that I actually found in Canada, which I'm really excited about. Um, cause it is really hard to source things, um, in Canada, but I found a company in Toronto, so they're going to redo the boxes for me. So it's always like evolving and changing and, um, I'm always trying to, I guess, create it to be more unique, I guess, as much as I can, um, while still being true to like what my brand is and like my you know, my preference too, because it is my brand. So. Right. You yeah. should make what you want. Yeah. Well, and especially like you said, you can research and research, but like what you can't sit there and find every single company that exists and then yeah, make a packaging that's not like that. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I like how you, yeah. And you, you just got to try your best too. Cause I mean, it, you're never going to know if it's like, you know what I mean? Like I, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you do it and then it sucks and you have to like redo it. But it's like, right. that's, that can happen to anybody and anything like me. I could have released a, black and gold bottle and people have been like ugh like I don't like that maybe I just want like a white bottle like you just never know so um you know you can try as hard as you can but then you also have to be aware that like maybe you might have to change things up and not to take it so personal so right totally and let's talk about social media um because both your businesses are 
online business and you also now run social media. So now you have the full circle of everything. (laughs) Um, So how has social media helped your businesses grow and how has your use of it evolved since starting Vosity and then just as you've learned over the years? Um, Yeah, I find that social media is actually... I think we've talked about this before, like just like in person and stuff, is that like I feel like social media gets like a really bad rap from people being like, oh, like it's just, you know, it's filling people's like heads with like negative things. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're all adults and we like can choose to follow like what we want to follow. And if something's not serving you and it doesn't, you know, make you happy, then like feel free to click the unfollow button. But I think that social media is actually really great because there's so much at our fingertips and so many great ideas and people creating things and being able to you know, bounce ideas off each other. And I actually just did like an IGTV video about that, about like, you know, collaborating with people is that I've been so fortunate because I have met so many incredible people through social media. I mean, like you were one of them, right? I mean, that was years ago, but like, it's just that there's so many things out there and so many places to pull ideas from and be creative and um, show your creativity. And so I just feel like social media is such a great, it's such a great place for businesses. And you know, seeing that now with like the clients that I have too is like encouraging people to really be more present on social media. People want to see real people and they want to know like who's, you know, making the stuff that they're buying and they want to believe you and they want to see that you're authentic and that you're not just like trying to be like, oh, like everything is perfect. And so I found like really great success with it. I think that the majority of my customers come from social media. Um, I get to interact with people through social media too. And you know, I'm not afraid to like hop on there and just like be myself and like show my face as a face of the company and be like, hi, like I'm a real person who's like really created this. And, you know, people DM me about questions and I love that. I love that interaction with customers because I feel like it's so important to like, you know, bridge that gap between it is online, but there's still like a human on both sides. So that's been super important to me on that side, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, and then, um, it allows people, I think, to have more of like a personal touch and it also sets you apart. So if, even if you do have the same, like, let's say you have the same branding or you have the same colors, whatever, yeah. having you as a person behind the business and actually communicating with people sets you apart because there's tons of businesses. You can choose anyone, but if someone's actually going to reply to you, answer your questions, yeah. then you're going to choose them. Yeah, absolutely. There was, um, I know, not that I'm like plugging them on your podcast, but you know that company called Midday Squares or whatever? They're from like Montreal. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like these like really, they're like these like little chocolate protein things and they like are really yummy and whatever. And you can like order a free sample from them and they're super cool. And I literally posted about them one day on my stories and they sent me like a video reply. Like this company that's got like thousands and thousands of followers. They're like a big company out of Montreal. And they literally, like one of the owners literally hopped in a video and was like, hey, like, thank you so much for sharing that. Like, we're so happy that like you really like it, like blah, blah, blah. And I just remember thinking, I was like, wow, like that's so, that's so amazing. Like that's so like personal and they've taken the time out of their day to thank me who's like you know like nobody to them I didn't even like purchase anything from them like that was such a big that was such like a monumental thing for me because I was like wow like people really if I really care about that then other people care about that and it is that personal aspect of it it was like you know a lot of brands are afraid to do that and it's like I am not afraid to get on there and you know I've done you know live videos on Instagram where my kids hop in and like my kid was using the toilet one day and my live video and I was like are you serious like but people thought it was hilarious because I'm like that's like my life this is my real life I'm like working from home but I'm also like talking to you about this brand and this company and these products and um people like that people appreciate that and I think 
um, for someone like me, like that's the only way I know how to be as well. Like I don't know how to be like contrived and be like, okay, this is it. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to burp on camera <laughs> or sneeze, which I've done before and just kept rolling. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think basically what you're saying is people are overthinking it as yeah. well. And that like, yes, you're a business and you need to be professional and everything, but there's a lot of that out in the world. So making a difference by just being you. And I find it super impressive when brands actually use their social media. Yeah. Like I've had like Olaplex <clears throat> reply to me being like, oh, thanks yeah. so much for using our products. Like, do you like them? I was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're great. But like, so at least seeing that even if it is like probably not the owner of Olaplex replying yeah. to me, but like it's a real person and then you're more likely to remember that brand and then appreciate them well, in yeah, the future. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I think it's also really, it doesn't take a lot of time for brands to do that. Like it really is such a small piece of like your time to just sit there one day for like whatever. Like let's say it's like 30 minutes and just like say that. Like, thank you so much. We hope you really loved it. Like next message. Like, like you can re- repeat the same message, but you know, people really appreciate that. Like you said, like you're like, oh, like what? And it's like that realization of like brands aren't too big. Or, you know, when you think a brand is like, like Olaplex is like a huge brand, you'd be like, oh, they're too, like, too big to talk to me. Yeah. But like they're not, right? Like they're just, which is awesome, right? And like that's where you're going to keep probably buying their products is because they went out of their way to make you feel special. So Exactly. And I think small businesses, you can talk to on this, but I think a lot of small businesses, especially <clears throat> ones that I've met in Calgary and just talked to that they don't want to like waste time on social media and they yeah. feel like it's too much time to put in. But at the same time, it's a free platform and replying to messages, yes, it takes time, but it doesn't cost you anything, especially if you're the owner and you're not paying anybody to do it. No, exactly. And I think that's where a lot of brands or small businesses don't understand social media and what the benefit is, is just like taking that time and actually building your following. Yeah. And I I totally agree. Like, I don't think people value value it enough of like how really it is a free space to like a post is an ad essentially so if you're not posting if you're not engaging like how are you getting your business name out there like are you just hoping that word of mouth is going to be good enough because I do my social media for like my businesses but you know I still run Facebook ads and Google ads because I am in like a really big space like the skincare you know industry is massive and it's not like it's it's good that I do social media but sorry it's not good enough right like I need to do more but there is other businesses that like I run their social media accounts that I'm like, this is literally like you're paying me so much less than if you were to pay like Google ads to run something for you. And like it just makes sense that you would like again, like a post is literally an ad for your business. So it just makes no sense to me that businesses like don't want to get around that and don't want to you know participate in that because it's such a great space and there is so much room, like so much room and it's constantly evolving like now with everything, like with TikTok, with whatever there's so much room for everybody totally one of brands like if a business doesn't post on social media like if they've had an instagram account and then they just gave up yeah. on it i literally think their business is closed mm-hmm. like i'll go and look and i'm like oh well they must be out of business now and then that's it and i've moved on to someone else 100 percent. if i'm like oh your last post was in like december 2019 i'm like is everything okay like are you guys still <laughs> open like what's happening then you call them like yeah we're still open i'm like okay but like everything okay <laughs> right like, you know why haven't you posted <laughs> yeah exactly so no i think that's like a really that's a really good point to bring up about businesses and, and so media. if you were to like summarize some advice so if someone owns a small business and they want to make their social media better or they just haven't really started social media what would your advice to be for them um 
<clears throat> I would just say consistency. I would just say don't overthink it. I spent a lot of time on like my personal page and even on some of my clients' pages like really worried about you know layout and that kind of stuff. And yeah, like it does matter to like a certain extent and obviously like creating like a fluid, you know, feed looks really aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I don't think that there's like a wrong way to do social media. I think that it's just like as long as you're consistent with it and you're posting things that are relevant to your business and um, depend, you know, depending on what your business is, whether it's a product that you're selling or a service that you're offering, um, is a, a consistency is the biggest thing. Like be present for everybody to see because we know like firsthand how the algorithm works against people. Um, so if you're not consistent, like the algorithm will forget about you and in turn, everybody else will because they're not seeing in front of their faces. And, you know, with the businesses that I've that I am already in, like I like know the statistics of like how many times it takes a person to see something before they're interested and click and then how many times it takes them to actually like go there and purchase it and do whatever. Like and it's a lot like a clientele in Canada and North America is like really hard to like get but once you get them they're super loyal so it's like you really just have to focus on like getting them in the door getting that first taste of whatever that you're you know giving um and then just being consistent after to make sure that they don't forget about you right and then what would you say just because I know you have opinions on everything but (laughs) what what do you say that's like that's like my autobiography (laughs) I have opinions on everything (laughs) which I love So what would you say to clients? Because I'm sure you've had, I get tons of people that come to me who want to run their social media and you get the same, yeah. that they're focused on followers and numbers. And so what was, how do you respond to that when that's what people are focused on? You know, it's hard. I have a client like that right now. And it's it's really hard because on one hand, like I think as a person running their social media, like I feel, you know, I feel like it's a reflection of me if I can't get them, you know, what they want. Um, but it's also really hard to explain to people that that's not, you know, what it's always about. Um, and also like, I think we're very aware of how many people like pay for their followers and pay for comments and likes and how that's still very present in social media right now. And so it, it is like a huge challenge and I experience it quite a bit. Um, sometimes, you know, you get lucky and you have a really great brand that basically just sells itself and, you know, the consistency factor is great and people follow along. And then, you know, sometimes you have brands or people that you work with that are really unsure of like what their directive is and then you're really unsure of where to go with it and I mean my only advice is you know you just got to try your best and like not take it personal if they like don't like what you're doing because I think as a person in this space you need to be confident about you know what you what you are giving to them as like you know, as a person running their social media or doing their marketing for them, um, at the end of the day, they sought you out. So, you know, be confident that, that like, you know what you're doing. Um, but, you know, you can't make it work for everybody. And that's just the way it is sometimes. Like, they're, you know, I've had to step back from certain brands and be like, I actually cannot offer you anything. And, like, what you want from me is, like, not something that I can give you. And what you're focused on is something that, like, I like not prepared to focus on because I don't think that it's like effective and if you can't get on board with that then like we can't work together um so yeah I think it's also just like understanding that part too but it is it is hard there's really no like great answer to it because it is such a it's like that I think I posted like a meme yesterday and it's just like I have so much in common with the blender because I too scream when I work and I'm like that's literally me I'm like ah why but yeah, I mean, I've been very fortunate though. I've had like really, really great clients. Um, but yeah, it is, 
like you know it's like very very difficult followers everybody thinks followers are key but you know I know from personal experience that followers are key and I give people that I actually give people that you know like anecdote all the time I just did like a brand collab with a company and I had a code to give them and like I know people who have like 80,000 more followers than me that I've personally talked to who like have not done as well as I have with 3,000 followers. So I'm like, you know, numbers don't always mean everything. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Senya's now an influencer. I am now an accidental influencer <laughs> slash fashion blogger slash food blogger slash nothing just kidding I'm not any of those things I just post really randomly but it's hilarious so everyone should follow her yeah please to do hear all the all the opinions and the memes so many opinions we, I have unpopular opinion Wednesdays it's my favorite which is today which I cannot wait to do you're the only story that I turn the sound on for Aww. everyone else I'm like it's fine. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people regret turning the sound on to my stories, but <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and before we get into <clears throat> your personal branding, um, let's talk about influencer marketing for a second. Mm -hmm. Because I know we've had lots of conversations about this. Yes. I'm actually pretty sure our first conversation when we met was you like ranting to somebody else. I think we were at YYC Cycle in the change room and you were ranting to somebody oh, about how much you hate influencers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, now we're such good friends. I know. Uh, oh, you're right. Being opinionated is good for me. <laughs> and I remember standing there being like, oh God, who's yeah. this crazy? <laughs> oh, it's just Sanya in a change Sanya. room just <laughs> ranting with no top on. That honestly is very on brand for me. <laughs> so, how has influencer marketing evolved for you and what have you learned over the years from participating in it from a business perspective? You know, it's been tricky. Someone asked me that the other day, actually, and that they were like, oh, are you doing like enough influencer marketing? I'm like, you know, it's so hard because it's become more and more difficult to really like weed out people who, you know, have A, authentic followers and, you know, B, will, you know, deliver what you're asking of them. Um, but I think it's just really important to not reach out as a business to someone that you're like oh that person looks cool let me just like I like their feed and whatever because I did that and I got nothing out of it I ended up spending a lot of money and losing a lot of money because it's I mean it's totally my fault like, I don't blame the person I used to blame the person because I was like oh it didn't work right but I was like no it's totally my fault because if I had just paid attention to their feed for like two more seconds I would have noticed that like nothing else that they post is anything to do with any of my businesses so like why would their you know, why would their followers like get this? It doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's really been about making sure that the people that I'm working with are really like on brand and people that I know other people trust and um, that are believable and that have authentic followers. And like, I don't really care about the number anymore at all. Like I used to be like, oh, like I'm not going to work with someone with 2,000 followers. Like what's that going to get me? I'm like, well, that's not true because like 2,000 followers, like maybe, you know, only two people might buy something or look at the website, but maybe those two people are like super genuine people who are going to tell their mom and sister and dad and grandma and whoever, right? So um, it's just been more of me focusing on making sure that their views align with my views and my philosophies and that like my why is the same as their why um, so that there's like a, there's like a cohesion between, I guess, like what we're doing rather than just like throwing up a post and being like sponsored post, here's a code, like 
whatever, right? And I do take a lot of ownership of that because I think, you know, before it was a lot easier to blame like an influencer for something not performing. Um, But now I'm just kind of like, okay, like I need to make sure that like the communication is like very, very clear on like what I need from them and that I'm finding people who are like on brand as well. Right. And do you find, I know a lot of people always have this question. Do you find you're able to have those relationships and have that success with influencers without paying them? Um, it depends. I, I usually, I never, I don't ever ask people to like do anything for free. Like I'm always like, I've been really lucky. I, de- I definitely have been really lucky because I've met so many like great people like you included that and like people from, you know, I have a friend Lauren from Toronto and she's like a big blogger there. And that was like a totally accidental thing that, you know, she does things for me for free that, but I'm always like, I will pay you. Like I am more than happy to pay you because I genuinely believe that like you're worth what you're worth. Um, I've just been really lucky that people have like been like, no, it's like totally cool and whatever, but I have a good relationship with them and a good rapport and I never ask them to do like more than they're like willing to do because I'm like, I don't think that's like fair to them either because I don't know that it is a, it is a business. People make money that way. That is their livelihood. I'm not going to be like, okay, but like do more, but like it's free. So, um, I, I guess I've been kind of lucky on like the free aspect, but again, it's because I've had like a relationship. I don't really know what it would be like if, like I didn't, I guess. Um, however, like I, I'm really picky about who I like go with now. Cause like I always offer like influencers and they reach out to me. I'm like, you know, instead of like me just like paying you, I was like, why don't you buy the product at full price? I'll give you a code. If your code gets used and like, I will refund you and then I will pay you on top of that. And unfortunately nobody has ever taken me up on that offer. <laughs> um, but I think it's actually like a really great thing because I've offered brands the same thing. I'm like, I will buy this. I will buy this $500 thing from you. But if I can sell this for you, then can you do something for me? And they've been like, okay, like that seems like a fair exchange. I'm like, that is a fair exchange because you know, you're still going to make your money, um, and still get like eyes on it. So yeah, I've been, I've been lucky in the free aspect of it, but I don't think that people should expect that. I think that people should go into it expecting that there is going to be some sort of compensation because it is work. Like you have to take photos and you have to like do a write up of it and it's, and it's time. Like it takes time. Um, so I don't, I mean, I get an, I get annoyed when people ask me for stuff for free. So I don't understand why anybody would be surprised that someone would be like, okay, well, this is going to cost me money to do this for you. Like at the end of the day, like we all need to pay our bills. So everybody just needs to like get on board with that. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. And for people who are deciding what type of like marketing strategies to go with as a small business who can't yeah. obviously do everything and spend all the money, <clears throat> um, how would you break that down? between like influencer marketing, Facebook ads, like everything that you've kind of talked about, what would be just like your advice in general? Um, I would really, I, I would first focus on the social media and really getting sort of like, again, not about the followers, but like consistency so that it's out there so that even if you do work with someone, if people are coming back to your page, they see something, it's like they have something to like go back on. Um, and then I think that if you're worried about like budget and how you're spending and like what you really want to focus your stuff on, I think you know, Instagram and Facebook ads can actually be like, they're really cost effective, I think, if you're really going to direct them to a specific group of people. And if you can know your demographic, um, you know, for three, four bucks a day, you can reach a decent amount of people. And as long as people are getting eyes on it consistently, I think that's great. In terms of working with influencers, what I have found that has been really successful for me is finding people that I work consistently with. So, you know, where we can have sort of a relationship where it's not just like a one-time thing. It's just that like, you know, every so often I'll pop up on their feeds, like as my business. And I think that people really value that because it's, you know, 
it's more authentic to talk about a brand that you're using all the time rather than just like, hey, they paid me one time to talk about them and that was the only time and you should definitely buy their stuff and this is for sure not contrived, right? Like it's, you know, build up a relationship with them. You know, if that's going to cost you money, then like find an influencer that you believe is like worth, you know, paying this amount and then, you know, sign a contract with them and do something for a consistent amount of time and, you know, be willing to give it time to work as well. Um, but I do think that the importance of like people just getting eyes on something is really important. You know, like if someone just consistently talks about your stuff, like every week or so, like that's still really good. Like people are like, again, like they're seeing that picture, they're, they're hearing that name. Um, and that's super helpful, I think for anybody, because, you know, once you get into like Google ads and whatever, like you're, you could be spending thousands of dollars. So if you don't have a budget for that, um, I think that this is like the most cost effective way right. to go. Especially now specifically for influencer marketing, that it is so prevalent and people are learning a little bit more about like I'm going to choose brands that I actually like and promote brands that I actually like and I saw a statistic yesterday or today or something and it was like 85% of people have bought something that yeah. they heard an influencer talk about yeah which I think I was thinking about that last night actually while I was driving and I was like I don't know why everybody's so like anti-influencer I guess or been like oh this person's selling stuff I'm like isn't that like just what like marketing is though like isn't that just marketing like if you you know if a celebrity is doing a gap ad like then you're like more likely to buy gap so like if i have a friend like the people that i follow are people that i genuinely like and i followed for a reason like i followed them because like i like their content i like who they are like what they're putting out in the world like so of course to me like it makes sense that if they were to say like hey xyz product is really great i'm gonna like i'm gonna trust them the same as i would if like you were to tell me outside of social media like hey i went here you should try it i would be like okay cool like i'm gonna try it it's like i don't know why people are so hung up on this whole like oh like influencers and they're selling stuff i'm like everybody's selling something though like are you not like i'm so confused as to like why this is such like a negative it has this like negative vibe to it i think that's i think it's great i'd rather i'd rather buy something that my friend tells me than something that like you know an ad on tv tells me with a person that i've never met like i trust my friends more than i trust like strangers <laughs> totally right which makes sense when you say it like that but i feel like like you said people aren't really wrapping their heads around it no that way yeah which which is which is just like so weird to me and but i think i mean that's like a whole nother like conversation <laughs> about like human narcissism and whatever but like yeah so right. <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's podcast 302 <laughs> But yeah. I don't wear my leather pads. <laughs> Everyone stay tuned. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about your personal brand that you've accidentally come upon. So yeah. how do you stay consistent with your Instagram and like keep up to date with it? And now that you've kind of evolved it into like an influencer personal yeah. brand, because I feel like even though it was accidental, now you're like yeah. fully into it. Now I'm just like, well, I'm already here. So, right. and I think that's a lot of people that have an Instagram account, but don't really know what to like, yeah, do the next step. Yeah. So if you just had a little bit of advice, if you're like aware of what you've been doing, yeah. you'd like to share. Honestly, for me, it's been, for me, it's been like easy in the sense that it's been like very, um, it's, it's been easy because it's, I only talk about things that I genuinely like really believe in. And people are like, I only talk about things I genuinely believe in. I only sell what I really, I'm like, but I like truly like, you know, I wear a lot of clothes from this one company, but I also happen to do their marketing. And so it worked out for me because I'm like, oh, well, I actually really like their stuff. This works out for their brand and my brand. And, you know, I'm friends with the owner and it just kind of comes full circle for me. And, 
I did kind of fall into it accidentally, but I realized after doing sort of the one accidental influencer thing that I got, like with the code or whatever, that's like first time someone gave it to me and I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then it was super successful. I was like, oh, I guess like me, you know, talking about my period on Instagram stories, sorry. <laughs> um, like, I guess people really vibe with that. And like, they believe the things that I say because I just am like really honest, like probably too honest and detailed. <laughs> about things um but then I was like you know you know what I might as well just share these things and I think for me again it's from that perspective like the other perspective too where like I want to share things with people that I believe that they're gonna like because I would want them to share that with me and I just feel like it's like well you know if you're already looking for something then you might as well support you know this brand that's like woman-owned and it's local and that I really like so like you know why why not and you know, I just think it's like being true to, you know, being true to, sorry, who you are and like what you find authentic. And for me, it's like there's not a lot of consistency with it. It's kind of all over the place. But I think that's kind of OK. Like I think for some people, it's like really great when there's like a lot of consistency and they're you know promoting one thing and that's what you're on their page for. And that's awesome. I think those feeds are beautiful and I'm, that's exactly what I'm there for. Um, but if you're just kind of starting out in this sort of world I just think it's like be true to whoever whoever it is that you are and whatever it is that you want to say you know just do that and don't worry about like what it looks like or like what people think you know the people that are following you are there for a reason so um yeah that's kind of it yeah no I love that and it and it evolves as well because I know like we've done photo shoots together Mm -hmm. like you've started to like put together content that you've thought about yeah while still being able to just say whatever you want, which I think is a really yeah. great, like, cohesion of it. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's also, like, you know, um, I was listening to another podcast today on the way here, and they were talking about validation and how, like, validation is their drug of choice. And I'm like, honestly, I think that's, like, everybody. Like, it is does feel nice to be seen and appreciated and, like, liked and whatever. And so I'm, like, okay to accept that there's, like, a little bit of vanity in it, too. Like, I, you know, I'm not too, like, full of myself to be like, oh, I'm just doing it for the aesthetic, for the people. I'm like, no, like, I like it. Like, I like you know, putting outfits together and taking photos of them. And it's fun. Like, I enjoy it and I feel good doing that. And I am not ashamed of that. And I will keep, you know, making you take weird photos of me (laughs) (laughs) behind curtains until until you're blue in the face because I like it, okay? (laughs) Which I think everyone just needs to accept that. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't. Like, just accept me being on the street taking photos. Like, get over it, okay? Just let people live. Let people live their lives, okay? Just let them enjoy them and take photos and traffic, okay? Just let it happen. It's fine. Just it's, leave it alone. We're all just trying to be Instagram famous. <laughs> we're all just trying to do our things, okay? We all just need some likes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the advice. That's the advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple more questions. Um, what are your go-to products on Vosity? Because I know with Green Beauty and sorry to take a we just took a sharp turn here, no let's but do it I love sharp turns <laughs> with Green Beauty it can be hard to like know what you're buying that's actually a product and what's yeah. not just like water yeah <laughs> so what products would you recommend for people um, on Vosity since yeah. that's your company yeah um, I mean, obviously the infusion serum, I have to plug myself and like my <laughs> company within it too, but it is a great product and I'm not just like being like, Oh, it's just my product and it's great. Like it is like I use it every night, like 
it's genuinely great. Um, I really like the uh, toner from Indie Lee. Like, that's always been, like, my go-to because it's just – there's no alcohol, and it's just, like, the most amazing product. And, like, when I don't have it, my skin gets so mad because it's just so hydrating and beautiful and, oh, it's perfect. Um, I also really love any of the bath products that we carry, and I think that's, like, one of the things that – you know, I think people, everybody loves baths and people are like, why do you plug bath products? Everybody can get a bath product anywhere. I'm like, because like everybody like loves baths and showering and stuff like that. And that's literally when your body is like the most exposed. So you should probably use something that's not like covered in like toxic chemicals that are like burning your skin. Like you should probably use something that's like pretty clean. Um, and then another like things that I've really started recommending to people is like hair care and really switching over their hair care. Um, as a blonde person who does my hair, and by does, I mean bleaches my hair a lot, um, I really am focused now on like really promoting hair products for people and like a healthy scalp. And because it's just, you know, that's literally your brain is like right there. So stop putting shit on your head that is like permeating that skin where your brain is that is like super toxic. Just stop doing that. That's those are my like go to just fear tactics. Just for fear marketing. tactics. You will die if you use Pantene. No, I'm just kidding. No, you'll be fine. It's just it's just like the like knowledge behind it and just um you know and again like eighty twenty like I I don't use everything green despite the fact that I own a green beauty company I have like my products and I'm like no you can you can pry my purple shampoo from my cold dead hands it is not going anywhere. Um, but you know, just being like very conscious about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my go-tos, the toner, the serum, and then bath products like, oh, the coconut milk bath soak from Herbivore is just, it's just heaven. (laughs) So yeah, that's all we need. That's all we need. Um, what is next for you and your businesses? Um, I'm actually really excited. This year's going to be really big. So I'm, I'm in the process of launching another product for IB. Like I'm actually getting the sample tomorrow. I just got a a notification from my lab and I'm super excited. I'm going to the Indie Beauty Expo in May in Dallas, which is like a massive show trying to like, you know, branch out into the U.S. market. Um, I have a possible, possible fingers crossed, um, you know, I guess like shout out and Oprah's magazine which I'm kind of freaking out about (laughs) um but we'll see like fingers crossed it's not like a 100% thing I just sent my product to them so I'm really excited but it's just kind of I'm I've been really you know pushing to get like my brand out there um I've recently become a sponsor on a podcast in the states which has been like really crazy um they reached out to me and I was like okay cool like I love that um and I'm just I'm gonna be traveling lots this year getting to different places meeting different people you know really um, talking to people about my brand like in person so they get to know me and you know the person behind the brand and it's just gonna be like a really big year of getting my name out there and just pushing myself a little bit out of my comfort zone and going to different places but I'm super excited I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be I think 2020 2020 is it people 2019 sucked 2020 <laughs> is it <laughs> we're ready for yeah it. <laughs> um and last question how would you define success Oh, I love this question because I feel like I'm I'm like very brutally honest about it. <laughs> um, so I define success by having lots and lots of money. <laughs> no, I um okay, but like honestly, I think that people 
you know, are always like, I define success by being like happy and fulfilled. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's like, obviously like, yes, you cannot, I don't think you can be like truly successful unless you're like genuinely happy, like with what you're doing and that it's fulfilling you. But I think at the end of the day for me, success is being like comfortable and, you know, being successful in the terms that like my products are making me money that I can pay my bills. Like I am an immigrant who grew up with like no money and I have three kids and I, you know, never want my kids to be told that they can't do something because like we can't afford it. Like at the end of the day, I create the things that I create because I genuinely believe in them and I want other people to love them, but I also create them to make money. Like that's what business is. That's what makes the world go around. That's how I buy groceries. So for me, it's getting to a point where like I'm like my company's successful. It is turning a profit. It, you know, I am able to within that then create more and give more to people and, you know, focus on the things that I genuinely enjoy doing. And so for me, that's, you know, the definition of success is like, you know, being monetarily comfortable, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think a lot of people are always like, oh, you know, just you know, money isn't everything. I'm like, no, of course money's not everything, but like you need it. Yeah. Totally. You know, to buy things like <laughs> gas, like, you know, it can't just always be like, oh, just happiness is enough. I'm like, right. I'm just happier when I can like buy toilet paper. <laughs> so, like, you know, I love it. Well, and especially I think there's just shame around people being like, oh, I just want to make money. Yeah. That don't, I don't know why that's so shameful. Like, yeah. don't we all need money to pay for bills? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. Why that's shameful. Like, I'm never afraid to talk about money. I'm like, that's what literally makes the world go round. So and deal with it. On that note, <laughs> where can people find you and listen to more of your great opinions? Oh, God. I think people might have shut me off like 20 minutes ago. No, I started talking about my period. Um, no, they can find me on Instagram at Sansandro. So it's S-A-N-S-A-N-J-O-V-S. Um, I still haven't changed my handle. I think I might just leave it. Um, you can find me there. Um, and then you can find like my business handles there, Vossi Beauty and Ivy Skincare. So I'm just all over the place. I'm just in your face all the time with my opinions. That you are. That <laughs> that I am. That's go, why we're friends. Do you want to go for coffee and share more opinions yeah, after? Sounds great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on. I'm glad that we've made it all the way. Yeah. Past, past 100 it's been episodes. Great. And you've done amazing too. Good thanks. for you. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. And yeah. we'll see you again in maybe another 100 episodes. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're at all done.